0: Welcome everybody to the Building Aaronsburg podcast. I'm Thomas Ahrensburg.
1: And I'm Catherine Aaronsburg.
0: And this is our Christmas episode.
1: Christmas is here. I will be embracing the crackers of the British tradition at our Christmas this year for the first time. Yeah. So excited about that.
0: A new tradition begins. If you
1: guys don't know what crackers are, they are these tubes. They had, it almost looks like my mom used to wrap presents like this. She would get old toilet paper tubes and shove gifts like underwear and all kinds of stuff in there and then twist the ends. Anyway, um, in England, they put one on everybody's, uh, dinner plate at Christmas dinner and you pull it apart and it cracks like a little firecracker. It makes a pop. And then inside there is a tissue paper crown that you wear at dinner. There's a, like a dad joke in there, like a really dumb, you know, you love a dad Dad joke. (laughs) And then there's a toy. And um the toys are always real cheap toys. You know, they're like like the things you can buy from the dollar store for twenty of them for a dollar. They'll shove one of those in each one of the the crackers. Um but I I'm like semi-homemaking mine. I bought mine from TJ Maxx for cheap, and then I opened them up and kept, you know, the crown and all the stuff that goes in there, the joke, and then um, put my own little gift in there to customize them for everybody. But anyway, I'm excited to start a new tradition, which I think is part of what we're going to talk about today.
0: It is. That's one of the things. But before we get to the actual Christmas traditions, we're going to talk about the construction plan that we have. For Christmas break.
1: Oh, yeah. We can't let a break go by without doing something to improve our house.
0: Right. And this (laughs) Christmas break, we will be doing the floors throughout the downstairs. Uh, We've already done the upstairs.
1: Let's clarify about the fact that these are the plans that we think we're going to get done. Have we ordered paint? Have we ordered the epoxy for the floors? Nope. Um, I have other things on a list that could possibly get done. So... We say all these things are going to get done, and sometimes right. and they are And there's
0: a lot of prep that actually goes into that that, that we hasn't have not started. started yet.
1: we even. I will admit that doing some sort of construction project as Christmas is approaching or afterward is pretty dumb.
0: It's it's ambitious to say. <laughs> to, <laughs> ambitious to is one way to nicely. put it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm so stressed with buying gifts for so many family members. We have four kids our kids are each side of the family one of 12 cousins and then Thomas and I are have five and six siblings each so and then parents on each side so christmas even just for immediate cousins aunts uncles is gigantic yeah oh yeah um the actual gathering itself is probably most likely definitely going to change this year because of 2020 and covid and all that but it doesn't change the fact that it still feels overwhelming to You know, I have a business, so I'm buying stuff, you know, sending out cards for clients and all that. Just like all of the things that have to happen and function before the end of the year.
0: So with that, we'll take our first break. And when we come back, we'll talk about some more of our Christmas traditions. Welcome back to the Building Aaronsburg podcast. This is our Christmas episode. And we were just getting into talking about uh, some of the family traditions that we have. We both come from very large families.
1: I think, the, namely, how we distribute gifts to four children, and how we decide how many and what we're getting them. Yes. And then how we give other people ideas, because everybody wants an idea for what our kids right. want for Christmas. I would say no less than well, 15 people. Well, not just people. what
0: people want. Like for our children, but also people ask are always asking, "What does Catherine want?" Yeah. What does so and so want? What does I mean? I don't, I don't know. So I have a hard enough time myself thinking of gifts for somebody. Right. That when someone asks me, "What do you think this person wants?" I, I I don't even know.
1: Right. So the first thing I always do is have the kids write a list.
0: Right. Which they they will make one. several lists. Oh, there's and there'll be edits. There's after revisions. Edits.
1: We give them, we try to give them options at the beginning. So, okay, back to the list. I have them all write a list for better or for worst. first revision or 10th. And then um, we start to categorize those things a little bit for ourselves because mm-hmm. the way that we give to our own children is in four cat- categories, want, need, wear, and read. So want is usually a Santa gift. That's usually the one that's unwrapped under the tree the morning of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Need um, is something that they need. I mean, it could be. The interesting thing for me, anyway, is shopping, is that where, like wear and need and want, those can all be interchangeable categories, right. you know? Like, they, we have a 12-year-old daughter now. All she wants is clothes and earrings and makeup right. and yeah. nails earrings and things like that. could be
0: a want or a wear.
1: Yeah, or a need. Or a need. It could be any of those things. And so a lot of the categories, I like that three out of the four categories can meld together. So maybe all she gets for Christmas is clothes. If that's where she is in her life, that's fine. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, they get a book of some sort. Now, there's been years where, because we don't have four avid readers in our family. No, we don't. um, So there's been years in the past that we've gotten um, books on how to do hair styles and things like that. And that that went over great. But it's still a book. So right. you still stay within the categories. It makes it easier to know um, that you're even on the number of gifts you're getting kids. That you limit the number that you get them because it's so easy to go overboard with gift giving.
0: Right, and then you run into a situation where you have six gifts for one child and you only have three for the other, and now you're feeling like, well, I need to buy three more. And
1: yeah, you start to even it. You start to even it out, but you even it out to the larger number every time. Right, and then each kid ends up with 15 gifts, and then with our family being as large as it is. They, they get, I mean, they just get too much stuff. Yeah, it, I think it's that's too really, much.
0: that was probably really the the catalyst behind us doing it that way was, you know, the first three or four years that we had them and we were doing Christmas, we would get, they would get gifts from us. They would get gifts from my parents, your parents, aunts and uncles. And before you knew it, it felt like we were subbing out their 20 room. 20 gifts. I mean, yeah. It could be clothes. It could be toys. It could be whatever. But yeah, I mean, you were pretty much, you could empty out their toy room and just replenish it yeah with all the gifts that they got at Christmas it just
1: got to be too much so besides the categories that we provide to them from their gift list or things that we think that they need that they haven't even thought of then we'll um, distribute the rest of the list to the rest of family there's a lot of there's a lot of um, need based Christmas stuff that happens I feel like for me, Christmas turns into like, oh my gosh, he's grown out of his shoes. You seen the meme where it's like, um, a kid needs a new toothbrush in October, and you're like, Christmas is coming. That's how <laughs> I roll. <laughs> I'm like, can you wait two more n- months for a new
0: toothbrush? No, the toothbrush is like, we'll go to the dentist, and you're gonna get a new. Yeah. toothbrush. So. <laughs> it just, just feels like,
1: <laughs> it just feels like Christmas is the time where like we we really uh pack on the things that we probably have needed since August. Yeah, but it's like, oh, can we just hold on till Christmas? Well, it's
0: funny we had our first cold spell here and the kids are walking out the door and one of them didn't have a what appeared to be a warm enough jacket and you're like uh Come over here. I got something for you. Let
1: me go get the the Christmas stash. I had already bought a bunch of stuff because I knew they needed it for Christmas. But if they really need it... And we're in Mobile, Alabama. And so you don't know if it's going to be 85 degrees until... Christmas Day, it could be 90 degrees outside. We don't know. But at some point, it's going to get cold and you're going to need a jacket. And so I was kind of hoping that we could make it till opening a Christmas gift for him to wear a jacket. But we didn't. He had to go to school with on a cold day. Yeah, And he didn't. I just... Got rid of his puffer coat because the zipper was broken or something, and it's the first cold snap. And so, um, I had to pull out the Christmas gift. So, his brother's gonna get a matching one for Christmas because he hasn't needed it yet. He had a jacket yeah, too. He's already
0: worked out, although his was kind of small too. Like the sleeves were. This is
1: what always happens though. The first out of uni- so our kids go to a private school and, um, so they wear a uniform every day. But man, that first cold snap where they have, um, out of uniform in fall like high water. They're all waiting for floods. Yeah. Because they all grew during...
0: Since the last time it was cold. Since the
1: last... A year. I mean, it's been a year. Yeah. So they've grown. (laughs) And so they all need new pants. They all need new coats. So Christmas is coming, guys. Yeah. Just hang on. You can just
0: wait. Just just bundle up. (laughs) Throw an extra t-shirt on. (laughs) You'll be fine. Um, One of the things that we also have started doing, we haven't really really started doing it yet but we've talked about doing it was instead of buying gifts like toys and clothes giving a gift of an experience
1: oh gosh so much better or anything that's usable and um not disposable but that you can use up i used to give kids silly string for their birthdays because it was like you spray it out of the can it's done over with
0: you also give like ice cream gift cards yeah uh, as birthday presents
1: because let's be honest, you always you're not going to give a kid like $5 on a gift card. You're going to give them like 10 or 15 and then the whole family can enjoy the, <laughs> your <Yes>. gift.
0: <laughs> Especially at the ice cream shop around here, it's really really cheap. You so, could so you can get, take the whole family on $10. It's so great. Um but we've we've talked about doing that this year. Yeah. And we've have we, we we've already, tossed around some ideas.
1: Yeah. We've already I've already made a purchase. We that's, won't talk that's about that. That's going to be an
0: experience though. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be A toy that's going to sit up in a closet somewhere. Yeah, and you know, the experience,
1: I've already, and we've already talked about it, and already decided that the experience is going to be, I've bought the tickets, we're going together, we'll eat at the place. Typically, you know, let's get back to budgeting. You guys want to talk about some budgets? Yeah. Normally, the way I would roll is we would have gotten a discount ticket to the place, wherever Mm -hmm. we're going, the experience, and then Mama would have packed a cooler that we would drag out of the car and some drinks, some cold drinks, and eat outside, and yeah. then go back in. Like, we're not eating there, right? But if it's an experience and you get it for Christmas, you get the whole deal. Yeah. So you get to go in to the park or wherever, you know, whatever we're doing, and then we eat there, and we have the whole day, and it's a whole experience, instead of kind of doing it the the way we normally do it. The way we
0: normally vacation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Other, other. Things <laughs> That'll have that to be do. a subject on another
1: day. How we vacation, which is insane, the way we vacation or family trip, as they say. Because anyway, we talk so much about budgets on this show, but we don't really keep a budget for Christmas gifts. It's, I mean, I kind of have a idea in my head of what I want to spend. Um, when we do the adult exchange, so out of, out of my my siblings don't exchange gifts at all. We just give gifts to my mom and dad. And then to the kids, um, and we pick those names too, um, which I don't think we've picked this year yet. We probably should do that.
0: On your family side, yeah.
1: But then on, the, on your family side, um, the adults do give each other gifts, and um, I try to keep like a forty or fifty dollar dollar amount there spent expenditure for each person yeah, and there. And again,
0: because we are so cheap, I don't know if cheap's really the right word. We like to get the most bang for our buck. So, I mean, there is a little bit of a challenge. There
1: are way tighter people in this world. Way. Oh,
0: oh yeah, for sure. People look for at sure. us and think
1: we're tight. You guys, y'all don't know yeah. what tight is. Yeah. I've lived with tight. If you, okay, we need to play the game of <laughs> how tight are you. If you're driving down a hill and put the car in neutral and let off the gas to save money on your on your tank of gas. I've done that. You're tight. How well, old were you when that? I will you say this: that? though.
0: we also had a standard transmission in that vehicle. It's like that was standard protocol. When you're driving a stick, That's you get fine. to a hill. No, I'm talking about neutral. I'm
1: talking about a modern day
0: automatic transmission. Automatic transmission. Slapping that neutral. Yeah. I don't even know. That.
1: Oh my gosh. We I should.
0: I've done that recently, but it was more like I thought I heard a car noise. Let me put it in neutral and see if it's a drive noise or a wheel noise. And
1: I'm not talking about that. I, you're talking about saving yes. money on gas, gas efficiency.
0: I haven't done that since we've had the.
1: I want y'all to send us those. Send us your um, penny pincher stories.
0: Yeah, we're I not mean, that crazy. I think for us it's more of a it's more of a challenge than anything else. I don't think it's a
1: uh I don't know that it's a challenge for me. I think it's just in my DNA that I refuse to buy anything without some sort of coupon to go along with it or at least look up a coupon. There's gotta be a coupon.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I think there's also I don't know. Maybe it's just me because I'm a a very competitive person, but I like to know that I got the best deal. Yeah, that's not for that. you know, I just equate twenty dollars here. I found it for fifteen. I just equate that whatever. with
1: that's five dollars that I could spend on something else. Yeah, or save to put into another project.
0: So when it comes to buying the Christmas gifts, so though, if you have a fifty dollar rough limit on what you're gonna buy. Do you look for $70 items that you can get for $50? Heck yes, I do. Or $100 items that you can get for $50? Heck yes, I do.
1: Because I want that person to open that gift and be like, oh my gosh, spent she spent $100. No, ma'am, I did not. <laughs> no, I didn't.
0: It was 50 <laughs> <Open> <laughs> But bus, everyone knows fine. me
1: so well at this point. They're like, we know how much. You know, there's no way Catherine spent $100 on this. No way. In fact, in your family, I remember a time when... They people wish that they got me because they knew that I could find
0: yeah they were more expensive get
1: stuff for cheaper. For, yeah. <laughs> I want Catherine to draw me because I can get that hundred dollar perfume that I wanted that no one else will buy me because it's a hundred dollars, but Catherine found it for fifty.
0: Yeah, wherever.
1: So it's a blessing and a curse. Some people think that that's crazy, but the way I look at it is, we are able to then afford. Um, vacations, if we want to go on them, like we don't have to save for two years to go on a vacation,
0: right? Yeah, we we might not want to go think on a vacation. You're, you think you're making more work for yourself? I mean,
1: I think at this point it's so in my D- DNA that it's more anxiety for me to not do it.
0: Okay. Well, you, and you, you probably because you've been doing it, you probably know immediately when you see something that's on sale and you know that no that really is on sale because you know how sometimes retailers will say on sale
1: mark it up to mark it down baby yeah
0: that's and that's all they've done exactly
1: sometimes i do i've gotten i've gotten screwed a couple times i think um especially the more i'm working and the less time i really have to shop to around stuff up. Yeah. i mean i use my method used to be I would go to Dirt Cheap, which is a store here um, that's evolved over time. But basically, they buy buyouts of Target, mostly Target merchandise and big box stores and things like that. But and it's on this big discounted rate. And you go in anyway. I used to pop into those places so many times a week that I would find all kinds of stuff. And it was yeah. I would bring it home and save it for Christmas. It wasn't like oh, I'm out looking for this specific thing. That's right. how you really save that's the most. That's where you find it. Yeah. That's how you found the best deals is when. You're in a lot of places all the time and you're not looking for anything specific. That's when you find a deal. Because that's when you find the weighted blanket for 20 bucks when they're 150 on the website. Right. But you're like, I'm not looking for a weighted blanket, but they got them for 20 bucks. I'm going to get three of them and save them because everybody wants a weighted blanket right, right now. And you'll that's, figure out
0: who you're going to give it yes, to later.
1: That's when you find the deals. And that's yeah. when you really save the money.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I, I mean, I don't think. I. I am not programmed to do that, but again, I don't do any shopping. I mean, yeah. if, if I'm going shopping, it's because I have a grocery list and I have to go to the store and get Which that. Always turns X, out X, Y, rough. and Z, and I end up getting A, B, and S. C.
1: Always S. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, but you've you've always worked a nine to five. Well, not really, but uh, close enough. Not in the summer, but. Yeah, you're just not a shopper. And honestly, I hate shopping. It's not my favorite thing. No, but thing. you
0: like popping into those stores for whatever reason. I think you just... Yeah,
1: because I love a deal. The
0: thrill of the hunt.
1: I do. The thrill of the hunt. But what's interesting is that I've gotten to the point now to where just because it's a deal, I don't buy it. You know, that it's such a balance. All these things are such a balance because I do know people... It's not a
0: deal if you don't need it. That
1: is... Oh, Grandpa, you knew no, what you were a, talking about. Yes. Actually, that may have been Grandma. That said that. I don't
0: know. I, I know grandpa used to say it. I don't know if he got it from her. Yeah. Or he just...
1: It was one of them, but that's so true. Guys, keep that in mind. It is not a deal unless you need it. So true. It's a waste of money if you're never going to use it and if it's going to sit in the closet.
0: Well, unless it's, you know, that you're buying it to be a gift someday. Yes. In the next year or whenever. I mean, I don't, I don't know what your thought process was on that. You know, if you bought something, were you going to give it away soon or...
1: It depends, I mean, if it's, if it's September, Christmas is coming soon, before you know it. Like, I would love to start shopping for Christmas in October and November.
0: Right.
1: So, yes, absolutely. And you're close enough, September is close enough to where you feel like you are.
0: You can hang on to it.
1: I feel like I still know, About. it's still in enough to where you feel like you haven't, lost, like, you can't buy something in January for Christmas of the following year and think that the kid's still going to be into it by the next year. Right. That's you know? true. That's true. There's like a time range. It's a delicate balance. This shopping thing is a real delicate balance.
0: And I know nothing of it. So <laughs> that's, that's why you're here. That's why you're on this podcast. You give oh, all I'm so glad that's tips. why I'm here. <laughs> all right. So let's take a break. And when we come back, we will field a question from one of our listeners.
1: That's my favorite part.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Christmas episode of Building Aaronsburg, and we are going to take a question from one of our listeners.
1: So one of our listeners has asked, when do you know that you have found the right house, or when should you walk away?
0: It's a really good question. What I'm do you think blind-siding about blindsiding me. <laughs> it was a secret question. Well, because I thought it was going to be Christmas-oriented. Oh,
1: I'm so sorry. It's fine. I it chose one have that was be. not... <laughs>
0: Um, We might so, have different opinions on this. Yes, I think we will.
1: <gasps> Ooh, this should be a segment of you versus me. See if we got different. Instead of going back and forth on it, let's see what you got. And then I'm going to give you what I got. Go for it.
0: Okay, so I think you have to prioritize what are the most important things to you. And for me, the most important things, number one, is neighborhood Like, the part of town you live in. It's Like, before you even look at the house, I don't care how big it is, how small it is, what the amenities are. Where actually is the house? And not just where, like, what part of town. Location,
1: location, location.
0: Yeah, but, like, are you you on a busy street? Even if you're in a good part of town, if you're on Spring Hill Avenue, but you're in the nice part of Spring Hill Avenue, but you're on Spring Hill Avenue... We have a dog. We have four kids. Yeah, it's situational. Right. That's not ideal for us. So, to me, yes, location, not just in what part of town, but actually, like physically, are you on the street? How far set off the street is your house? Um, Are you close to your neighbors? Before you even look anything about the house, all of those markers to me are like the number one markers. And that's going to be different, obviously, for everybody. Some people don't care about being on the street or on a busy street. Or or tucked away in your neighborhood or in a cul-de-sac or whatever. But that's, to me, that's the first thing. And then the second thing to me is, is it something that structurally fits what you're looking for? Like, is it going to be something that's going to require a lot of work and you don't want to do work or don't have the money to do the work? Or you do want something like that because it's cheaper or whatever? Or... Is it something move-in ready and because you need a move-in ready kind of thing? Everything after that, to me, is just kind of like icing on a cake. I mean, it's going to make things look pretty.
1: I'm noticing you're not putting any emotion into any of it. There's none. There's zero emotion, which I appreciate. Yes. I don't purchase houses. Well, we purchase houses together, but... Obviously.
0: Let me, before you give your answer. Uh-huh. I don't know if you remember this, but before we bought this house, we had looked at four, three or four houses. Mm-hmm. Counting this one. And I would made like this spreadsheet. I still have it. It's an Excel spreadsheet. And you know how I love an Excel spreadsheet with some formulas.
1: It's your favorite thing.
0: Anyway, I had made this he did it
1: when we bought a new car, too.
0: Yeah, but this one had... Like, I asked you on a scale of 1 to 10 how important these factors are. And then I, like, assigned a weight to each thing. Ooh, we need to go back and, and then see we graded things- them. I haven't. I mean, I'll have to dig it out of my file somewhere. And it would score. It gave the house a score.
1: Ooh. I think at that time I told you you should sell this program. Anyway, to, like, real estate agents. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> so smart. Okay, so what did it say about this house?
0: I don't remember. I, n- I remember. Why did you I- tell me all say. that for? Here's what I do remember. I remember it scored really high. But I was like, God, I don't want to live in Westmobile. Yeah. And so I went back and I changed some of the weights for me. And it was still, I what think it was doofus. still the second house on the list. Even when I, But when I first did it, it was the first house. And it was the first house by a, a pretty large yeah, margin. Yeah, I remember that. And then I I went back and redid it because I was like, I don't live in Westmobile. I need to change this formula a little bit.
1: Basically, this house was perfect for us, except for it was a 25-minute drive from everything we did previously. Basically, our whole... Not that we we don't have a social life. We don't really do anything social. But the kids' school, your work. I can work from anywhere. At the time I was working from home, I just got an an office for myself. So all that time I'd work from home so I could work from anywhere. And you guys were now going to be 25 minutes away from your everything. Your every day, all day. When we
0: were two minutes away.
1: You had previously been a quarter of a mile away. Right. So, yeah. Talk about a big change. But the house itself was perfect.
0: Everything else was... I mean, it was... Hands down, it was supposed to be this house, and I didn't like it, so I changed the formula, and then another house was kind of in contention, but it was just out of the price range, really, when it came down to did it. Did
1: you make the same Excel spreadsheet with girlfriends? How did I score? Did you change numbers?
0: No, I did not.
1: Anyway, okay, can I give my answer now?
0: I guess. Go ahead. <laughs> what you got.
1: Well, I was going to take a different approach to it all. I was going to say, I think a lot of people, buying buying a house is stressful, It's extremely stressful, especially if you're not super savvy or if it's your first time. And I think a lot of people tend to get exhausted with the process, especially right now when the market is super in favor of um, sellers. Yes. It's a seller's market right now, at least where we live. And so you put a house in the market, and if it's any good, it's got multiple offers within a very short period of time. And if you're a person who's made an offer on several different houses – you get tired, and then you start making offers on houses that you don't really love, but you're like, I need a house, and I just want to move somewhere. Yeah. And that is when bad things happen. You you just get the house that's not right for you because you're just tired. And sometimes not getting the house that you want just has to turn into, well, maybe it's not right now. Let's keep looking. And I have to say that we have always well, been not willing al-
0: to just... Go on to the next one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't say always because we bought so many dang houses and put offers on so many houses and stuff. But I don't know that we have ever been in the position of wanting a house so bad that we either let the price get away from us because we were willing to keep multiple offer on top of other people. Right. Or, um, you know, made an offer on three different houses and they all got sold out from under us. And so the fourth one was just like, oh, I'm just tired of doing this. Let's just buy whatever house comes along. Yeah. So I guess in a way that's not answering the question of how do you know that that's the right one for you? But I know that that's how you know it's not the, that is the wrong one for you. Yes.
0: I agree. And I I think there's, that's important to know too. I mean, along with knowing what is the right way to know the the markers for the wrong way. I think it's
1: knowing yourself and giving yourself a self, self check during a process that is, soul-sucking, possibly, yes. and energy-sucking, and possibly you're doing it with another person who's contributing their opinions to what should be happening. It's just an exhausting. It can be a very—it doesn't always have to be an exhausting process. We've been through it enough times, and I think all of them were not the greatest experiences. Something crazy happened in every circumstance. Um,
0: with the exception of probably buying the first our one. second house.
1: No, the second house was an estate.
0: Yeah, but there's no drama behind it other than— maybe the circumstances that surrounded it, but the actual process of
1: We tried to it was because we tried to negotiate the house and there was an estate involved and they had there's like eight children. Right. And, and they all so had to agree on they it all had to agree and they wouldn't agree and you know, there it's just always like an emotional back and forth, always buying a house. But there wasn't
0: it wasn't like buying this house. I mean, that's kind of an extreme. Oh, this house that's a, was a whole mess.
1: That's a mess, for sure.
0: But I would say anytime you have to buy a house, you're spending a lot of money. Yes. You're committing- Which is stressful. A, a lot of time. Yes. I mean, mortgages are a 15-year mortgage or 30-year mortgage. You're putting a
1: lot of trust into a real estate agent, an inspector, professionals. If you don't know what you're looking at in a house, you're putting a lot of trust into other people whose motivation is to sell a house to you. Right. Their motivation- They're
0: financially motivated-
1: to do whatever it takes to get you in that house. Right.
0: And you just want something that you can live in that's yes. gonna be good for you. And it's not gonna
1: break down the first day you get in it. Right. And be a total money pit. That's yeah. what most people want. All right. That's our episode, our Christmas episode. Merry Christmas, everybody.
0: Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas. <laughs> if you however want, you say it. <laughs> please, you guys subscribe to Building Aaron'sburg. Give us five star review. And um, visit us on Facebook at Building Aaronsburg. On Instagram, we're Building Aaronsburg.
0: Or you can email us at buildingaronsburg at gmail.com.
1: We'll see y'all next time. Bye, y'all.
0: Bye, y'all. looks like one eye staring at your phone, but the other one was staring over there. Goodness. It looked kind of weird.
1: <laughs> I was staring off in his face. I was kinda like, where are you going?
0: You could have just been like, you're doing a great job. Just keep talking. We'll go to a break. Well, let me try another one. Okay.
1: I'm just going to keep my eyes closed.
0: <laughs> just, just, just sit there and look pretty. That's all you got to do. <laughs> The camera's still rolling so you <laughs> if you're quiet. The camera's still gonna show that. It can't whatever see who- that is.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry for you editing this week.
0: Welcome back to the Building Airensburg Podcast. This is our Christmas episode. And I said Christmas Crim- <laughs> <laughs> Christmas episode. Christmas <laughs> It's been a long day, I guess.